Good morning. This is Darrell Country, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, we have a very phenomenal guest today, Mr. Skip Pritchard, who is the author of the book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future as our in-studio guest today. Skip, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So before we jump into your, your book, it would be helpful for you to share with our audience a little bit about your education background and the fact that you are a world-class CEO as well at OCLC. So I'll let you take it from here. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I am the CEO of OCLC. It is uh, the world's uh, technology content metadata provider for libraries. And before that, I was the CEO of Ingram Content Group in Nashville, Tennessee, the largest trade wholesaler of books. And I was the CEO of ProQuest Information and Learning before that. I was an executive with LexisNexis and an attorney before that. And uh, went to the University of Baltimore Law School in Baltimore. And uh, I also run SkipPritchard.com, which is a leadership website where I interview people like you're interviewing me today. It's, it's very strange for me because you're turning the tables on me and you're the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll promise I'll be gentle. But part of your folks that you've interviewed, I, I believe you interviewed Dan Rather and, and uh, Condi Rice. I have a whole range of people. Uh, yeah, Condoleezza Rice, Secretary Condoleezza Rice, uh, Dan Rather to uh, baseball greats like John Smoltz or R.A. Dickey. And um, you name it, whether it's CEO of Zappos, Tony Shea, to um, popular CEOs or authors, David Baldacci to uh, Brad Meltzer, Ann Patchett, on and on. Yeah, you name it, kind of a who's who of very interesting people, which I love to collect. Wow, wow. Well, I am so excited to talk about your book the Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Before we jump into that, when will this book come out so that folks can get their hands on it? The book is coming out on February the 6th. Uh, you can get it in uh, stores all over, wherever, airports, Barnes & Noble, indie bookstores, Books a Million, Amazon, you name it, at thebookofmistakes.com. We have uh, an opportunity for anyone who orders it early to just put in their information and get a, a several other free ebooks while they're doing it. So wow. uh, we offer that out to anybody who's really interested in getting into the material. That is excellent. That is excellent. Um, what prompted you to write this book? And in, 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 in reading your book, you had a colleague um, that first read your first draft and said, you really should publish this. What, what motivated you to write this book of mistakes? Well, it's very interesting. I, I wrote it to empower individuals to lead, to really help people fuel their success, help people get from wherever they are. Sometimes people feel stuck to where they want to be. And uh, the premise is that there's this secret ancient manuscript that the most powerful have had access to in each generation called the Book of Mistakes. And if you have access to this, book of mistakes, you will be able to learn 
nine key mistakes that some of us fall into. And if you can avoid them, you will be incredibly successful. And it's, it's a funny uh, backstory because I, I wrote it and I was going to give it away on my website. And somebody read the uh, book and said, you know, you can't put this on your website. And I thought, well, okay, I, I guess it's not very good. And I moved on. And then he called me back a few weeks later and says, hey, what's happening with the book of mistakes? And I said, I thought you didn't like it. He said, no, I, I want you to publish it. <laughs> so, uh, he said, yes, you don't want to give it away. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And, and, and because, you know, people wouldn't have found it otherwise, he said, you have to, you have to put it out there in, in a much bigger way. And so that's what we're doing. That is excellent. And I have often said to folks that experience comes through learning. And if you did everything perfect, I guess you wouldn't learn much. So, but by understanding the mistakes of others in your mistakes that you hopefully don't repeat them, that, that you learn. I, 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 I was really, the preface on your book was very moving about your family's household. Tell us about how you were raised and, and, and how your parents created the United Nations right there in Summit, New Jersey. Yeah, they did. It was actually in Maryland. I was born in Summit, New Jersey, but I moved to, to Maryland. We grew up, I grew up there. And it, it's a funny story. I didn't know that this was unusual when I was a kid because it's just the way you live. But my parents decided to take people in. They were just really wanted to help people. And we took people in all nationalities, all over the world, all ages. I, I like to call them the abused, the addicted, and the abandoned, because all of them had one of those problems. And that was the common theme, right? All of them had pro- a problem. They were abused. Uh, there was something. Uh, they were perhaps addicted to drugs, etc. And early, early on in my life, I was a teenager, and I remember thinking, why did this person leave, maybe go take some college classes at, at our local community college, maybe go on for a four-year degree or not, but get a job and do well. And this other person seems stuck and leaves the house and then comes back and couldn't break that cycle. And because some people stayed with us for a day and some people stayed with us literally for years. And I couldn't figure that out. And I started studying success and leadership and the difference between that at a very early age. It just fascinated me as to what made some people get stuck and other people soar. Um, and so, yeah, it was a very different way to grow up. It was a mini United Nations. And I remember one time a, a uh, man who was from the local military base was there, a very big, strong guy. And he looks at me and he says in a very deep voice, he's like, isn't it nice of these people to take us all in? And I'm looking up at him like, yes, sir. You know, mm. <laughs> he didn't realize I was I was related. You know? so <laughs> it was it was just uh, it was just very very different and very interesting and, and a little laboratory of problems. And uh, I learned from people, you know. And you can learn. I, I say this in the book, but you can learn as much talking to a homeless person as you can a billionaire. I mean, there's, they have wisdom. You, you can learn what not to do. It's very fascinating. So, so I, I, would, I would take all this in of uh, people who had done well, people who had not done well. And I've talked to people on all ranges of that spectrum. And it's, it's very interesting to, to learn from everybody because everybody is a teacher if you let them give you some wisdom. 
Wow, that is powerful. That is powerful. And w- when you talk to the person who's homeless, unfortunately, and they're sharing with you the mistakes that they made, uh, do you ever engage with them in regards to how they how they might be trapped by these mistakes and, and, they, and they just can't seem to break out? And, and Absolutely. I mean, you'll obviously find stories of heartache, stories of abuse, stories of drug use, uh, difficulties, uh, some created by the person, many not created by the person, and uh, all all sorts of circumstances get thrown at you. The, the, The question is, why do some people have the worst thrown at them and then seem to survive and be resilient, and other people are, um, you know, struggle with that. And so you, you, you can learn from all, all of these people and, and you can figure out, you know, what makes you tick? Why did you do this? Why are you making this decision? And, and for me, all of that is very fascinating. Um, and, and we just take that all in, right? And you, you, you take that into your own experience and make a difference in your life. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I often think about People will talk about, you know, you'll see these infomercials at night about real estate millionaires. Oh, use other people's money, they'll say, OPM. Well, it's much better to use OPM as other people's mistakes, right? Look at their mistakes and don't make them. Like, do you want to – here's the interesting thing. We can make the mistake, you know, history, we repeat these mistakes, or we can change course. It's our choice. And that's kind of what this book is all about the choices that we make and how that impacts our future success. And so when you think about this, you, you want to keep it simple for folks. What, what, do you, what would you say is the primary objective of the book? Is, it, is, is the primary objective of the book is for folks to realize that just learn from your mistakes and don't do it again. Don't do Albert Einstein's uh, definition of insanity. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think I think not, I think the premise is really that there are nine success principles that the most successful people that I've met and interviewed across all areas of the spectrum, across journalism to author to CEO to sports to uh, news leaders, all of these people. There's nine principles that I distilled it to that really make a difference in whether or not you can fuel your success at a much faster level. And if you learn these nine principles, you will become more successful. I just put it in, in the mistake format because I wanted to, um, to have people avoid these mistakes. And, um, and I think that you could look at it either way. Absolutely. And so my colleague and I, John Hoffman, we teach here at Seton Hall. We teach professional selling. And and one of the key things that John has said over the 20 years that I've known him is that it's important to, if you want to improve yourself, you need to learn what the best practice is and then practice it and then get feedback. And what you're saying is that understand what are these nine mistakes, understand them so that you can recognize them so that you don't create the same mistakes over again it it, it sounds like skip like this is going this could be something more than just a book it, it 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 really sounds like it could be a tool that people can that you would be able to extend from this book for people to 
put this into to practice. Do, do, do you agree? I, I do agree, and I hope it is. Um, on our website soon, we'll be posting a test so that you can figure out which one is mostly lined up with you, and that can make a difference for you. You can take it with your whole team and see where other team members have so you can see each other's differences and strengths and kind of compare it as a team-building activity. It has applications into um, corporate world. Even, you know, you're, you're there at, at Seton Hall in, in a university setting. It's an incredible opportunity to look forward before you graduate and to really think about the core of who you are and what's going to bring you success in the broadest way, not just money, right? Success is not just money. That, that may be part of it, but it's, it's fulfillment, happiness, energy, driving in your purpose. You know, we just know, right? If you're, if you're in a game and you're in that zone, you know that sweet spot. It's the same thing in life. If you're in the, the place where you know things are working, you're just going to have more energy, more drive. You're going to feel like you're not even working because you're just so in love with what you do. That's when you know you're in your sweet spot and you're going to be much more successful. No doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Skip Pritchard, who is the author of the new book, which will be out on February 6th, called The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. And so, you know, the household that, that, that you were raising was quite unique because your, your, your parents helped out the neighborhood. Um, and it kind of makes me think of my oldest sister, Elaine. I, I'm the youngest of seven. And she was the oldest. And she was very giving to me about the mistakes that she made. And she would say to me, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I've made. I want you to learn from that. And I found that wow. very beneficial. And that's why your book, as soon as you, I, I saw it on LinkedIn about you had this book called The Book of Mistakes. And I read a little bit about it. I said, I got to have Skip on the program because this is <laughs> Thank you. this is a phenomenal book. Because if folks can read this book and, 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 and really just come away with 30% of it, how much more productive will our society be? Absolutely yeah. true. Absolutely true. Elaine is a very, very smart sister. So you are very fortunate to have that. Because who knows what it, you could avoid because of it. I, you, you know, if you want, I'll share an example of the please. first mistake. Yeah, yes, please do. So, so the the first mistake is working on someone else's dream. The first mistake. So often, we're swept up. You're there on a university campus, right? It's, we're swept up in a major, and somebody says, "Well, why'd you major in?" Engineering. Well, mom said to, or why did you major in this, right? Somebody pushed me into it. Or your first job. Why are you in marketing? Well, somebody encouraged me to do this, etc. We often, the first mistake is we work on someone else's dream. We don't work on what gives us our unique energy purpose, the point of why we're here, what really drives us. And that is crucially important to our success. So if you think about it, and if you look at the research, you know, I even looked at research for people who were near death. So I'm going all the way from college all the way spanning to near death. If you're near death, they will do studies and they will say, what is it that you most regret? Hmm. And the answer, no matter what age, no matter what geography, no matter when they do this, is pretty consistent. 
it's I most regret when I was not true to me. Mm. And I let people pressure me into being something else. So the first mistake is tied with that, of not letting yourself work on someone else's dream. Work on your own dream. What is it? What is your purpose? Is that giving you the energy and drive? If you're, if you're working on someone else's dream, it's not going to give you that same energy. And it's the same, you know, it may be philanthropic or charitable things you're doing. It may be uh, that you're working in the wrong job. Maybe you have a business in you that you were meant to just launch. What is it that really drives you? And it's a big mistake when you're working on someone else's dream and that years and years go by and you realize, what was that about? Like, mm. I just lost 10 years of my life and I was working on your thing, not my thing. Right, right, right. That's right. Mm. Yeah, so it's a very, it's a very, um, very different. I'll tell you a second one, just just so you have a, a, a your your listeners have a further flavor. The second one is letting others define your value. Mm. It's very very problematic, right? And and I use an example in the book of the nickel. Do you know that to manufacture a nickel in the United States of America, it cost our government over ten cents to manufacture a nickel. Mm. Therefore. It costs 10. So why is it worth five cents if it costs 10 cents to make? Because that's the label. And how often do we allow the labels that are slapped on us, maybe when we were a kid, hey, you're not an athletic person or you're not a speaker or you're not whatever. And we let these labels stick on us and they're with us years and years and years later. Oh my gosh, what mom said to me, what dad said, what, what this teacher said. And we should not allow others to define our value. It's a big mistake. It's mistake number two. And you were talking about sales. Well, it has a big implication in, in the sales world because the, if you're competing with somebody, and we always are, if they define you, your value and who you are before you get there, you're done. You're in trouble. You're already working from a hole because the best people – define their own value, define their own labels, and they may even label the competition before the competition gets there. And I've seen it done, right? Oh, I know that you may be looking at other uh, other companies like, you know, ABC organization, and I'm sure that they're not for you since they really only deal with the lower end. And da, 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 da. Basically, they, they frame it. They give you a label. And it's very hard to come out of that. So, whether it's personally letting others define your value or corporately letting other people define your value, that is a mistake. You have to define your value. You're not going to let someone else label you unfairly. You put your own labels. And our goal is to shed the negative labels that we've had put on us and to embrace the, the labels that really are who we are. And that is a key success principle for the people who are the most successful. They don't get caught up in keeping these negative labels. Well, I, I'm going to let you know, Skip, that I'm going to be talking about your book uh, when I go to Penn State to be part of their Entrepreneurial Week program because one of the, the key things that I've seen that VCs do with companies is that they label them. And sometimes, most of the times, they label them with something that's not nice or something negative. <laughs> yeah. and, and they beat the poor entrepreneur up. So 
That is a very, very key, important principle about not letting someone else to label you. Wow, that, that, that is huge. Um, would you mind sharing one more principle? We don't want to give the whole book away, but... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, it, you know, and it's, it's easy to share them, and, and, and yet it's written as this story, so I think people will really like it. We kind of... We kind of uh, I, I wrote it as a story, kind of like yes. Jerry Seinfeld's wife, J- Jessica Seinfeld. She she writes these cookbooks on um, on cooking for kids, where you're sneaking the vegetables like zucchini into chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> that's why I wrote. <laughs> that's why I wrote it as a story because you're reading it, and you don't even realize like you're learning, and 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 it's kind of fun. And so. I don't mind sharing these mistakes because the power, the real power is when you read the story. It really comes alive. Um, and the third mistake is accepting excuses. The most successful people don't do it. The people who struggle all the way back from my childhood, you would see somebody succeed. You, you kind of knew right away because somebody would be making excuses. Now, some of the excuses can be legitimate. Some of them can be illegitimate. But, but if you accept excuses and you easily give yourself those excuses, then you are not destined for success. The most successful people bounce back from them because otherwise you're letting yourself be defined by whatever comes out of your mouth. I say in the book, the most important microphone in the world is the one inside your mind. It's not excuses you're giving to other people. It's the excuses you're giving to you, right? If I know I run a run and I make these excuses, I'm not going to get to my physical goals. I, I, you know, I think about this one. I really learned about this quite a bit or really kind of it, it coalesced for me with former Mr. Universe and current CEO of Gaspari Nutrition, Rich Gaspari. I interviewed him for his book called No Excuses, and he, he, you know, I, I met him at the Arnold Classic, which is here in Columbus, and you know, here's this incredible, bright CEO, incredible multi-million-dollar business, but big, huge guy. And I'm like, wow, your book, no excuses, and you know, incredible. But he got back into tip-top shape to appear on the cover of a magazine. That was his goal. Literally decades after he was really should have been too old to ever do it. Most, most people would never dream it. He did it because he had a no-excuse mindset. And I was thinking about that. You know, you ask somebody, you know, why, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? They, if they rely on excuses, they will not be as successful. Having a no-excuse mindset, I am going to reach this goal no matter what. I am not giving up is so crucial to success. It's just unbelievable and you you know if you manage somebody if they come to you and they say oh here's why i didn't get it done and you have somebody else who stays late gets it done there's a massive massive difference because those little course corrections are what lead you to success or failure you know that's a very 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 good point because too often times we think as human beings that there's going to be this big leap and, and, and it's going to happen, but it's 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 mostly incremental baby steps of improvement that allows us to evolve and grow. But too often times oh, so we true. we want we want the big bang, you know. We say, oh, <laughs> so true. And I've been there too, right? So often, right after New Year's, 
resolutions start. And we're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And and yet, it, it is the small things that make all the difference in the world. The, the difference between success and failure is just, Jim Rohn used to say, it's a few errors in judgment repeated every day leads to disaster. Or a few daily disciplines can take you to wild success. It, that's all it is. Wow. You know, it, it, it's, it's clear that you argue that uh, these mistakes are timeless. Why are they still prevalent today? You know, so often we don't learn from the past, and we can see that in history. We can see it in the way people operate, that we just, we, we keep these same principles going. I mean, th- there's nothing new under the sun is, is how it's written, and, and, and these principles of success haven't really changed. And that's why I write this story. It almost starts off as a, as a novel of, uh, of people trying to break in and steal the manuscript, etc. Because the, the, the manuscript, the success principles, they have not changed. And people, by and large, have not changed. Technology's changed, we're more connected, all those wonderful things. But human nature is the same. And so as technology is accelerating, and making things go faster and faster, and we're living longer, why not change and learn these things much faster? The things that the last generation learned in their 70s and 60s, why don't we take it, try to learn it in our 20s? Like, what would that do? What would that do for our life if we learned these principles, these mistakes, and changed our life earlier? I think it would have a measurable course correction. I know it had for me. And and that's why I think that, that they're timeless. In your opinion, how can business leaders use these mistakes in running their organizations, the lessons from these mistakes? Well, you know, for me, I think that uh, personal accountability, that no-excuse mindset, if you go through these principles, if people are following them, if they're not making the nine mistakes, they are going to be working in the area that gives them the most energy, They are going to recognize their value. They're going to reject excuses and see what they are. They're going to be pushing their comfort zone. They're going to be standing out. They're going to be acting boldly and pursuing goals with urgency. If you have a whole company or organization where people are really uh, focused on those kind of success principles, it literally will change the culture of the company uh, in a very fast rate. That has been my experience. And it's infectious, right? I mean, the more we're around other people who are pursuing their goals and living a life that's that's happy, that's fulfilled, they're happier. It just changes it changes the culture. It makes everybody happier. You, you start to pursue things in a completely different way. And so, um, yeah, I I think that business leaders will see. And I have a I have a leadership guide to the book of mistakes that is also available at. Uh, thebookofmistakes.com, so that company leaders can buy it for their team and then walk through and take them through these principles and change maybe the way that they operate. Well, I, I tell you, it sounds like there's another chapter in your life because uh, I could see a host of uh, Skip Pritchards out there guiding CEOs through this process so that they can apply it in their organizations effectively. 
Well, I hope so. I hope that I hope that people pick it up and can really use that in, in that in that way. And, and that's what it's designed for. I, I really just want to inspire people when you need a shot of of, uh, of, of energy and inspiration. You can pick up this book. And I, I'm excited from the early uh, feedback that people have gotten and how they're using this in their lives and that it's just given them the dose of inspiration that they needed at just the right time. And that's what I want it to be. Well, I tell you, believe it or not, Skip, the time has has just run by us. This has been a phenomenal interview. Uh, in 30 seconds, what, what would you like to say to the audience about your book, The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future? Well, I would say I, I hope that people get it, learn from it, inspire others, and, and, and pass it on to people. Um, I will quote the great Willy Wonka, who says, We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. And that's what it's about. It's about making our own unique music and dreaming our dream that's unique to us. And it makes us incredibly fulfilled, happy, and much more successful than we could be otherwise. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Skip Pritchard, the author of the book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. And you can get it Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, you name it, you can access the book there and get your digital copy as well. Skip, thank you for coming on the program. Thanks so much for having me. I wish your uh, listeners a life of no mistakes and just nothing but success. Ladies and gentlemen, well, that wraps it up for this week on Leadership with Darrell Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM. Remember, leadership begins with you. Have a great weekend.